1: had a hiatus here will we had a big i uh, gotta shake off the, uh,
0: gotta yeah, stretch oh, out. i gotta
1: get the work out the uh <coughs> the old
0: uh, i feel i've been stuck on this shelf for so long
1: <coughs> i can't my
0: my wheeze my wheeze box
1: I see, oh, i'm sorry the thing is I want, I want i want to yes and but i can't go a whole 55 minutes or hour with with you speaking like that i, well, I like just that? see i want to yes and you're making it really hard for me
0: I thought you were going to say that you didn't know what it was from, and I was going to say you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of Toy Story 2 and the oh. favored character, the, the penguin that was on top of the, the uh, shelf.
1: <laughs> that's, a, see, that's a deep I forgot cut that I'm not going to connect <laughs> with at all. That's for a very so. specific audience, an audience of one,
0: and it's you. You know what? If if you could, <laughs> you could probably summarize our, our podcast of this is only for an audience of one, me. It's for you. <laughs> it's for all for it's all
1: about you. It's all it ever mm. is.
0: Mm. But you know what? Sometimes the content is about you listener. And that's what we do here on Segment City. We take, but we also give just a little bit to keep you on the line. Mm-hmm. Like a good scam artist that we are.
1: Are we scamming it? what? If anybody's getting scammed it's us. We we are the ones who have to do this every I don't why do we mm. Listen, we've had a hiatus and I've done a lot of thinking.
0: And okay. I'm here to announce <laughs> that we are
1: the ones who are getting scammed. Well, oh, we're scamming ourselves.
0: This, you want to do this on the air? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this it's this a good reckoning. Content.
1: Yeah, this reckoning is good content. That's why you know, I was saving it. That's why.
0: Okay, so, so, we're, so you're saying that we're wasting an hour of our lives every week?
1: Uh, by, I don't know what, what blood contract I signed, but I don't remember it at all. Maybe that was part of the contract mm. that I wouldn't remember signing it. And I'm going to be clear, only one hour.
0: Barely any research. <laughs> Barely no research, any research. Any. Yeah, um you're lucky if I read I, the articles that we read. No, sometimes not the first time I read, like, idea. that
1: got me to chuckle. That's good
0: enough. I'll read the whole thing.
1: That's, that's yeah. That's basically the rigmarole.
0: I have had some segments, listeners. We're going to part the curtain a little bit that I've just read the title and went. I think this is a journey we all need to take. Let's take it together, myself. Let's take it together. <laughs> so I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it yet. That's right. But you know what? Uh, literacy is 50 50 in Segment City. Uh-huh. And I'm Will Kane, and I'm the king of Nigerian scams. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and I'm illiterate. I'm here to say it. Listen, if oh, one of us 50- can't read, <laughs> it's going to be me. All right? it's, one, it's one out of two people. It's one out of two a people. So the size of two people. That's
1: right. If you're pulling scams, you can obviously read. So I,
0: I guess I'm yeah. the one who can't read. Well, this is a podcast in which Theo and I, we get segments each week. We dumpster dive our way through the internet. We get all those good comedy morsels, and we get them from Wikipedia, from Amazon, from all the best sites, and then we serve them up to you in a nice package. In a nice little, as it, as it were, bento
1: box for just mm, for you. That's what I'm a rolling nice, with.
0: Mm-hmm. A nice bento box of spookies, because mm-hmm. we are in the spooky season, mm-hmm. Theo. Uh. Theo, is there this? a Will asks. Yep. Is there a horror movie like trope or thing that especially gets your goat? That especially makes you go, "Oh, spooky! I don't like that." And a horror trope that
1: especially gets my goat. I, I could tell you. I could yeah. start us off. Start rattling like. them off, and I'll uh, I'll let you know if anyone particular sticks with me, sticks in my
0: craw scenarios that are like uh you can't break out of it or it's like there's no hmm. good solution hmm. i was i was like something that's either like like saw is like well at least i'm not in the room and it's like a dude you know like <laughs> <laughs> at least
1: i'm not over in the corner eating my popcorn being like oh this is a doozy for you buddy
0: you know i yeah, there's I'm like not there. hey, okay but like there's like i i've I, forget what the name is. it's like night of the living dead or one it's one that came out in the 80s and it's uh part of the plot is they cremate a corpse it goes up into the clouds and then rains down like zombie things and the zombies can't be killed like unkillable mm. zombies and then like the entire town becomes zombies and then it's implied that it like takes over the rest of the earth mm. um uh that stuff get i'm like th- then there's no good because no, like regular no, zombie right there's no end you in- could yeah you could defeat the zombies eventually but like with that it's like you're you're just fucked there's no good outcome for this there's yeah. not even like an okay outcome
1: <laughs> yeah. there's only
0: bad yeah i don't like those or like when somebody is like perpetually stuck in a a like loop or something terrible where i'm like oh that's just the the worst outcome possible for any individual
1: hmm. i think something that particularly gets me is it's not like a particular trope i guess but it's like Obviously, in horror movies, there's some element of mystery a lot of the time, like you're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on. The character is trying to figure out what's going on. And the moment in which you as the audience member have figured it out, but the the person on screen hasn't quite yet. And it's like there's only sometimes they pull it off that 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 difference is only a couple of seconds. That Mm. moment is just feels so tense to me, like that. It really like gets me on edge. This can be or done in, in like, like, like not even not even horror movies. This happened to me in Across the Spider Verse, like really? at, at the very end when you realize what is happening before the main character does. I don't want to spoil it's it for like, people. This is like I don't know. Can we can we, just, the, can we just can we just say skip forward thirty seconds so that I can say the thing I'm talking about? Is that allowed? Yeah, it's, this
0: is a, your spoiler warning. You've for been spo-
1: Across the Spider Verse and the moment in which you realize he's in the wrong universe and is talking to his mom and he says I'm Spider Man and she's like Who's Spider Man? And you're like Oh shit, he's in the wrong universe. And then yeah. he realized that that couple of seconds was, like, so charged for me that I mm. think, like, that kind of thing. So,
0: and or back. In, in horror terms, it would be like, man, uh, Miss Myths... Marshall you, you seem to have a lot of uh, Knives in your house And you're just they're like walking through her house And she's like yeah, <laughs> yeah I do sure And you. you're just like get out of the house the better to stab you're you with <laughs> And you're like Miss Marshall Man that's uh, did you spill some Kool-Aid Whoa <laughs> Yeah that really gets me that moment That's what really gets me <laughs> in horror movies That
1: particularly Wow man you sure do have a big Skull collection my
0: guy That's pretty crazy <laughs> I uh, I will give uh, I'm gonna end this segment out with uh, a few since we are in the horror season uh, a few recommendations for movies. I watched Doctor Sleep, which is a uh, late sequel to the Shining. all right, which is uh and it was one I'm gonna say should have been a miniseries. probably okay. would have been more successful because the movie's like two hours and forty minutes. It's pretty long. um but didn't feel uh poorly paced, which is very surprising like it it had that kind of like a little bit leisurely and there are parts that I was like you can cut of this but there's uh they really make the villains real bad in that one mm, like the whole back uh, not really spoilers because they're like the bad guys in it are like vampires that suck the energy of people who have like magical powers they're energy vampires and energy vampires and they uh go after kids and you're like oh this is going to be a lot of they do like a cutaway of like oh they're going to be all creepy to this little girl and then like you're not going to see it. At one part they do show full child murder which yeah. is very bold. Are allowed for to do that? I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Uh, yeah, I was it, I was like this is bold but it was also if you like the shining you will probably like doctor sleep. Um and then less of a I'm going to say a more like full-throated uh recommendation is for if you uh another kind of sequel is exorcist 3 oh um did that come out recently ex- no it came out in like the 80s or 90s but oh, okay. um the first exorcist is good exorcist 2 is apparently terrible and then exorcist 3 is like a really good it's kind of like a per- police procedural but it's also a sequel to the exorcist because hmm. it has the police detective and they like um there's two priests in the original exorcist and like the ending is like the, the police detective who had a relationship with one of the priests, like going to his friend and kind of forming a relationship with him. Hmm. Um, and then that continued relationship is in three. Um, and then it's about the, the Gemini killer who is maybe demon possessed and it has like a lot of great scenes and a lot of tension, but they never show any of the uh, like actual kills, which is very interesting. Hmm. But that is a a great recommendation. Um, I I feel like you could probably watch it, even if you haven't seen The Exorcist, just with the knowledge of, like, these two characters are from the first one. Their relationship, like, kind of comes into it, and it kind of, like, has stuff with The Exorcist one, but you could probably, like, follow along. Well, I'm happy for
1: you to have recommendations that I will not take you you up on. That is not not something that I get into, but, you know, it's each their own. I'm going to take you up on. Your next segment. My next segment. My next segment is a duo of articles from the Takeout. As Ooh. ever, the first one, keeping with the season, is the five best food costumes at Spirit Halloween this <laughs> year. Spirit <laughs> Halloween coming to a location near you. Let's actually do a quick. Let's do a quick maps. Let's let's figure out uh, where the nearest Spirit Halloween is, because they pop no. up. You know that they're they, like a spirit. They're, they're a uh, seasonal seasonal business yeah, for- that
0: moves in, does their thing, and then gets out spirit halloween's have become memes of like if a business is going out like if people think a business is going to go out of business they'll do a meme where it's like some company and now now a spirit Halloween.
1: <laughs> so on google the top three results for spirit halloween on google maps all say temporarily closed which means closed forever and i think they should just purge them from their database because it's it's yeah, not it's, like they reopen that's not what happens no
0: it's it, for people who do, have no idea it's like a, they've like a weird parasite they just kind of inhabit the host of uh, like
1: yeah they'll move into like that <laughs> they'll move into, into like a, a previously a, a location that was previously a toys r us or something that's shut down yeah. now defunct and uh, spirit halloween like a ghost once a year rises and takes
0: over this location and then disappears into the night now i'm gonna ask a question of do are these uh these costume recommendations uh specified to certain people like if they're like, if you're a fat man or a pregnant woman, you would be great as an avocado that's been cut in half.
1: No, that would require too much too much insight by the folks at Spirit Halloween to tailor mm. their costumes. They just sort of vomit all over the floor and say, here's <laughs> something you could you could use. You know, mm, that's just sort of but, their, that's their marketing
0: strategy. They say, we're uh, your one and only option and you'll take it. That's I <laughs> I, the only times I've been to a Spirit Halloween is when I'm, it's the week before Halloween and I'm panicking. Like uh, so, Yes, that's exactly how it goes.
1: Like it's it's like the thing where you go into a party city and it's the least festive place ever. You're like it's so like sterile parties. and
0: weird in here. Party cities are so weird for the majority of the year. They're very like strange. you walk in and you're like they're like you want us to blow up some ha- birthday balloons and you're like the fuck like what no last and then they year they still have like <laughs> uh, they have last like year as a, in the back. as my
1: contribution to a white elephant. Uh, White Elephant gift exchange, I bought a piñata, which buying oh, a piñata in early December is a really weird experience because they're fully stocked and no one's buying piñatas in early December. No. It's not the time <laughs> of year
0: where people are busting out for a piñata. You so. could have said literally anything at that moment. <laughs> I got a White Elephant. Yep. Gave me, like it, you could have been like, yeah, they just get 20 balloons for that. Yeah. And, and you just got to enjoy it. You just got to enjoy it. So oh, I'm going to, one final thing. What kind of piñata? Was it a SpongeBob one? That's the classic. Was it, a... it was the classic donkey. It's the classic. It just a You've got to go with the okay. classic.
1: I'm a purist, mm, you know? Okay.
0: Well, let's, let's get into the purity of Spirit Halloween. <laughs> one <laughs> last
1: tangent off of piñata. When I was a kid, we made okay. this paper mache piñata. And okay. <laughs> we went too hard with making it layered upon layered and it came out like this we filled it with candy and then it was like this solid brick that we couldn't (laughs) we could not get open like we were like (laughs) it was sitting on the ground and we were beating it with like a metal bat and it would not open it was way too strong and we were so devastated i think we ended up like kicking (laughs) it we ended up like using it like a soccer ball and like kicking it around the yard they could have used it as a black box and uh, absolutely yes absolutely get
0: destroyed
1: oh man memories all right five costumes number one they have you can be bubble tea this year apparently like you can get a bubble tea suit a lot of these are just like things that you put on that are the shape of something out of cloth yeah
0: i'm assuming that most of these are like the weird foam ish material like this yes, is just it's a, the foam a, a and it
1: says like Kung Fu tea on it. And then it says, it has like the bu- the bubbles on the bottom.
0: So it, it has it a you, specific brand name too. <laughs> yeah, apparently. A, you can be matcha
1: wow. milk. You can be strawberry slush or taro milk tea. And the pose they have for someone who is wearing this costume is a man who's wearing it and going. <laughs> he's, he's giving just, a
0: shrug. He's, he's giving a little a, shrug. I'm just like, a like, shrug. like, I don't know what, what happened. About this? Here. Look,
1: what happened here?
0: <laughs> I ran out of time. What I fell asleep, but when I woke up, I was a milk tea. You know for a fact that there's somebody at a party who comes and they're like, no, I am not a soda. I am Taro milk tea. I am milk taro tea. tea. Oh, my God. How can Thank you say that? Thank you very that? much.
1: Number two, the- you can get your dog a Duncan employee costume. And it's just, <laughs> you put it on the front of your dog and it looks like it gives them a little arms holding a little box of munchkins. And it gives them a little hat. And so they
0: run around. Hey, everybody. Can you tell that we're from Boston? That we're that. <laughs> how loudly that's I laughed at regional that regional loyalty. That is some regional because <laughs> there's no the, the Northeast probably contributes so much to to that particular product being as f- uh, much of a front runner as it is. <laughs> oh.
1: Number three, you know, it's really gotten routine. This is not a new cost. This one isn't a new costume. A bag of spicy Cheetos. Apparently, that's that's played. Oh, everyone's done that. So what they? I've never inter- seen that before. Though what I would be excited for that. Bag of flaming hot Cheetos. This year they've introduced a costume that's just a single spicy Cheeto as a suit. It's I'm just sorry. sort of a no, amorphous. No, no,
0: yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So what you're saying is, mm-hmm. this is one craggy, it's orange person yes. who looks like a big pickle, probably. Yes, that is absolutely. Gone bad in the weirdest way so yeah you-
1: <laughs> so in their photo they have a man who's wearing this orange powdered suit not a powdered suit orange you know what i mean like th- yeah, it's a pow- it's, gonna, this suit it's that a- goes over their head and he's holding a of rock he's holding a bag, a of, he's, just holding a bag <laughs> he's holding a bag of flavored hot cheetos and pointing it to it like you get it Right, get it. <laughs> here's,
0: here's the thing that's the only time that i'm gonna say to shell for corporate like right. products i think the bag version is much more fun because it's then you have, to go, you have to carry the bag and go i'm this i'm not just I'm a, a big
1: orange turd i'm actually a cheeto
0: and also you're gonna get a lot more drunk people coming up and licking you and that's no good
1: that's no good. We don't want that. No. <laughs> don't <laughs> want
0: people, I don't want to
1: incorporate licking me as part of my Halloween well, costume.
0: You know what I could really use is some flavor, flaming Hot Cheetos. Mm, mm. Oh, mm. You, you taste like foam.
1: And last one, oh no. Second to last one. Fourth one. You can have uh, two varieties of Mountain Dew bottle. You can have the classic green bottle as your costume uh-huh. or a Code Red can. And once again, each of the people wearing these costumes are holding the product that (laughs) they're dressed as and
0: going, you get it. You you get it. Mm, I do have, I have one friend that I think would wear that. And that's about it. I don't think anyone else. There's a specific personality that would, that would absolutely go for that and be like, this is what I'm all about. This is my personality. I wear this every day. Like if, if you did that, if you came to a Halloween party dressed as Mountain Dew, I don't know how I'd react (laughs) I'm gonna be honest. I'm like, because I would be like, is he in on the bit? Or is this like he has he been yeah. a do head the entire time? I like the idea that, you know, Halloween started off
1: as, you know, people were they dressed up as demons so that because they believed that on that day demons were coming back to Earth and they needed to blend in so that they wouldn't be, you know, eviscerated. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the origins of it. I like that this person was like, I'm actually Mountain Dew and the demons can deal with it. And that's like you know, my whole thing is <laughs> Mountain Dew.
0: And I'm not willing to sacrifice that for anybody. Not even demons. So if this is real, you're saying that the demons will come back and be like, oh, perfect. And just rip his head off. be get their coats red. And just start
1: drinking the blood.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, just like, I, I want red. red. <laughs> Need the caffeine for all the destruction I'm doing. <laughs> perfect. Hell
1: yeah. perfect. Hell yeah. dude. Fatality. And uh, last one is Two. This is a. This is a double. White Castle is providing two costumes. One is their classic square burger, and the other what is as just uh, chicken rings. Chicken. A box of chicken, chicken rings? rings. I've never heard of. Chicken. I've never heard I've of heard, chicken rings
0: either. They formed the chicken of, into rings. I've heard of uh, the chicken fries that Burger King did. Wrong. Right. Other yes, than but that, never chicken wings. I'm gonna chicken say a rings, circle. Sorry. A ring is probably mm-hmm. the worst chicken yeah, what part uh, of the delivery chick- method.
1: <laughs> is that the chicken anus? Did you just extract
0: oh, all Oh, 100%. The- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it is. It's like the talons of it. <laughs> there, there's a, like You're not going to get- It's like, oh, is this white meat chicken? We all um, know- I'm actually on a diet, and I need only the organic. And yeah. the cashier's like, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Pure chicken cloacas. Farm-raised. So this is this is another one where somebody's going to be like, "No, I'm not onion rings. I'm no, chicken read rings." Read the
1: a, costume, dude.
0: A product nobody's ever fucking heard of. Come also on, the
1: brand loyalty to White Castle. I have not met somebody who's that loyal to White Castle. I guess I'm not in the right part of the country
0: for that. No, that's a West Coast thing. Right. I, I I think I had White Castle and it's a good burger, but it's not like I, all of these are just brand just capitalism. It is brands. <laughs> <They're just> brands. <laughs> going back to, to your original point of the early ones have you ever seen like costumes from the the like even the 30s where it's oh. just like paper mache like masks even for like the mm-hmm. witches which are and they're like terrifying yeah because they're all the warm they're like whoa <laughs> and now we've just all shilled out for mountain dew cheetos and white castle look at us that's
1: a lifestyle all right second article scientists discover a cure
0: what do you think the end of the sentence is well I'm going to, I hope it's for cancer, but this is the takeout. This out. is the takeout. i to Be more realistic. A, a cure for uh, having chicken anuses and talons not taste weird.
1: <laughs> Better than that, a cure for garlic breath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I'm listening. You're listening. I got you here. <laughs> I got you. I've, I have been known to have that garlic breath.
1: All right. Article starts. There's no doubt that garlic is delicious, but there's also no question that its smell sure does stick around after you eat it. In some pretty amazing science news, a group of researchers from the Ohio State University have found one particular ingredient prevents the deliciously stinky scent of garlic from escaping into the air, and that its properties might even be able to fight back against dreaded garlic breath once and for all. Best of all, it's something you can easily pick up from the grocery store. I'm taking bets now for what you think this grocery item might be that you could buy
0: so, it's not like a, a pill or anything. It's no, like a specific this is like
1: this is like another food you can eat after garlic that neutralizes deadly.
0: that that stinky breath that you know you have. I'm, this is purely based off of the work it does for hot sauce, but milk is milk. Oh, you're milk? on
1: the right track here. The magical ingredient that seemed to neutralize garlic odor is, drum roll please, whole milk, plain yogurt.
0: Ah, yes. intra- okay, so it is just a, a hair away from milk. That's right,
1: just just old milk, old whole oh. milk, <laughs> old, old
0: milk. <laughs> old bad
1: milk. Uh, science Daily reports that senior study author Cheryl Beringer, professor of food science and technology at The Ohio State University, notes multiple attributes of yogurt that make it an effective captor of garlic smells. The researchers found that yogurt's discrete components of water, fat, and protein help neutralize some of the garlic's odor, but the combination of fat and protein found in yogurt is particularly effective. After some experimentation, a protein complex composed of whey and casein, a protein found in milk, Case, casein. Mm. I'm not sure how to say that. Performed the best out of the isolated protein experiments, and a higher concentration of butter fat was found to help during the fat-only experiments. So after you have your uh, your shrimp scampi, you just ask for please. Um, yeah. I actually don't need more bread. I just need more sticks of butter, please. Just bring those to the table, and I'll just I'll just slam those immediately.
0: Or I might have ballooned up to 300 pounds, but at least I don't have bad breath. <laughs> at least
1: I don't smell like a stinky boy.
0: Uh, Garcon, can you get me some plain yogurt to follow up my strips, <laughs> scappy? sir? No.
1: No. We do not do that here. Uh, quote, we know proteins bind flavor. A lot of times it's considered a negative, especially if a food with high protein has less flavor, said Barringer. In this mm. case, it could be a positive. While the study focused on whole, plain, whole milk plain yogurt, Berenger notes that since Greek yogurt has an even higher protein content, it would be, in theory, even more effective at killing garlic bread or garlic breath. I like that she notes that, in theory, it's like, you know, we did it, we have our huge lab, but we have no access to Greek yogurt. We have no idea where, <laughs> where to find it, so we couldn't test it for this experiment. We're just going public just because this is what we have, and uh,
0: we'll cover that later. Listen, we have funding, but you know what? We don't have enough funding to go all the way to Greece. We know <laughs> that's the only way do to it. get it.
1: They couldn't have just picked up a couple of cartons of Greek yogurt while they're at the store? How, how hard <laughs> they, could it have been? It's right,
0: it's right next to the plain yogurt. It's, it's right there. Far. It's probably easier to get. Like, the last time I was at the grocery store, I actually had trouble finding, like, a small thing of plain yogurt because we were making a recipe that necessitated it. Uh, they only had the big ones. And the then Greek ones. yogurt, they they had, like, tiny ones everywhere. So yeah. I don't know what.
1: They got all sizes of Greek yogurt because it's the best yogurt in the world, baby. Uh, that's basically it.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. I I was going to make a joke about like people who make shawarma or or (laughs) like already living at large with the yogurt base. (laughs) But then I was like, wait, there's no garlic. in. I like (laughs) that the
1: Greeks actually just like took that and were like, well, we're going to make tzatziki to flaunt the law. We're (laughs) going to just mix our garlic right in there. Get in there.
0: That's the only thing that has yogurt in In (laughs) another recipe that, that is like noticeably yogurt. I mean good on them. Good on the Greeks. That's this right, good very on the Greeks. Very Greek episode.
1: Yeah. Speaking Wait. of Greeks, I want to hear about your
0: next up your next segment. Well, technically, the Greeks <laughs> did go through the time period that was the Renaissance.
1: The Renaissance.
0: This is uh so now we're going we're going to dive into a little bit of history. Leo. Mm. Uh this is I get this is, I guess this is a Wikipedia historian, but this is uh, from Smith- Smithsonian Magazine. The article is from September 28th, 2023. The surprisingly radical roots of the Renaissance Fair. Hmm. How much do you know about radical. the- oh, Radical! Radical! <laughs> I'm going to ride my board down to the oh. Red Fair, <laughs> That's what drew me in, because I was like, I'm sorry, is this not just a bunch of nerds going- <laughs> Man, I really love loot music. Maybe we should just get that out of loop. <laughs> uh, but
1: this is an article by Jillian Bagwell. I was going to make a joke about skanking it to loot music, but absolutely, people have done that. There is no when, doubt in my yeah. mind that those that that Venn diagram
0: exists of people who skank and people who go to Red Ferris. <laughs> I'm just imagining people doing that like weird palm to palm, like as they're rotating around uh-huh. each other kind of dance, but they're just skanking as skanking they're going. It, yeah. yeah, love it. Uh, every year, the roughly 200 Renaissance fairs and festivals held across the United States and abroad attract several million visitors. That's a big market. That's, that's millions I, of I, people. It's actually
1: fewer s- fewer events than I thought, but more people mm. than I thought. So there
0: are more people going yeah. to these things than I thought. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, interesting stats. United by their rauc- raucous, raucous entertainment, the elaborate costumes and setting in the distant past... These outdoor events boast a surprising backstory. The country's first Renaissance Pleasure Fair, and that's going to come up <laughs> oh, later. <no. laughs> the fact that it <laughs> oh, was no, Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> uh, not, not to imply that – I'm going to just say, all right, there is no sex at these early fairs that they state in this article. But they did emphasize the fact that you know it was You know what I want to mix together?
1: I want to mix together the hot sun, a lot of, like, leather and potentially animals – and then, <laughs>
0: and then some sexual acts. That does sound like a, listen, a, a stinky delight for the whole family. I, I have heard stories of people who work at Renaissance fairs being very horny. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, Go skank they... at home, people. <laughs> <laughs> Stage in Los Angeles in May 1963 was inextricably linked to the Red Scare, a Cold War era mass hysteria prompted hmm. by the specter of communism is a brainchild of Phyllis Patterson, a history, English, speech, and drama teacher who'd balked at having to sign a political loyalty oath to the work in public, in California public schools. But, <laughs> I love yeah, that. the McCarthy like, era is fucking crazy. <laughs> to sign this anti-commie
1: letter or else and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go pretend to be a knight. Screw you yeah. your <laughs> agreement.
0: It, it was more of just like, she was like, no, I'm not going to sign a loyalty oath. To, <laughs> not, to who? Not the, only
1: am I not going to sign this loyalty oath, but check out what I'm going to do next. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're
0: gonna have some fun times now. I mean, if you're already like not, if you're already gonna go on a blacklist, which spoilers. <laughs> Though Phyllis later told the press she'd left teaching in 1960 to become a stay-at-home mother, uh, her son Kevin Patterson says that that was only quote part of the story. In truth, he adds quote. She felt strongly about the harms and unconstitutionality of the HUAC, the House Un-American Activities Committee, and McCarthyism overall, and quote, and therefore was uncomfortable taking a loyalty oath, which to be honest, I, I would also be. I did it. She's that's that's, yeah, good, that's good logic it's right there. fucking weird to to sign a loyalty oath to a country that like a place that I have to pay taxes but I don't Anytime I tried to, like, take any of anything back from that f- for, let's just say, unemployment insurance, the, there's so many hoops that they're they like, oh, is. you want our money. This is our money now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, many of the volunteers involved in the first fair were residents of Laurel Canyon, a haven for left-leaning creatives in the Hollywood Hills, which I got to say, the left-leaning creatives in the Hollywood Hills is, is probably just like, <laughs> all right, kids, would you like to learn about kale today? <laughs> like they, and not only, it's people? freshly sourced from our local dumpsters. Yeah, good compost. Some had been blacklisted or graylisted as communists, leaving them unable to find work in the film industry. The fair pre- presented an opportunity for these individuals to use their skills and participate in a project that celebrated free thinking. They also have uh, pictures of the people in like the early Renaissance, uh, like 60s version of Renaissance Stuff and, I just sent you, and it's fantastic. That's a whole vibe. After leaving her teaching position, Phyllis started working at the Wonderland Youth Center in Laurel Canyon, where she ran a theater program for children. She held classes in her backyard, pursuing a, quote, vision of how she could open youngsters' eyes with her own dramatic and artistic potential by using the great themes of the past. Which I got to say, the great themes of the past is, is, whole, is <laughs> <Feudalism>. <laughs> a lot of weight here. Yeah, That's I, <laughs> as somebody who likes history, there's not a lot of great themes of great the past. Great themes. We got a lot of great themes for you here. Uh, though her work at the youth center, Phyllis met actors Robert and Doris Carnes, who served as its board of directors. The co- couple has also suffered the consequences of Joseph McCarthy-era suspicion and repression. In 1959, the HUAC... Uh, called doors to testify about a quote an alleged communist infiltration of the youth center so Mm. they're even getting down to the level of youth centers at this point if (laughs) you think dungeons
1: and dragons is communist activity you're gonna love this you're gonna freak your bean at this now
0: you said that anyone could be in this youth basketball team
1: (laughs) that (laughs) sounds like communist
0: (laughs) anyone you say Writes uh, historian Rachel Lee uh, Rubin in Well Met, Renaissance Fairs and the American Counterculture. Two years later, the committee issued a report identifying Doris and 19 others as communist or communist sympathizers. Like, that's literally, a, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, you're a communist. Uh, the accusations spark debate among locals. Some wanted to pull their children from drama classes, while others rejected the blackballing and proposed an amendment <laughs> barring suspected communists from the center. So I love that even like, the they're like, hey, hey, we should think about this. And just kind of bar them anyway. Like, like, even they're like, yeah, just like a total ban of communists. I like that they're pulling their, their kids
1: from from drama class of all the things. So you mm-hmm. say anyone can be a part of this drama troupe? Even mm-hmm. Gaspy Timmy? <gasps>
0: <laughs> He's a communist. He needs He's air communist. for everyone. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> We're capitalists here. You have to pay for your air, like at Spaceballs. <laughs> Get a can of the air. Uh, Phyllis's theater curriculum included Commedia dell'arte, a popular type of improvised comedy performed by traveling troops in Italy between the 16th and 18th centuries. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, If you thought that, like, modern uh, improv people were just, like, (laughs) terrible to be around, imagine 16th century (laughs) Italian improv artists. Oh, the riffs they must have been doing. Can I get a (laughs) suggestion from
1: from the crowd of a a place? A pizza parlor! I don't know what that is. That hasn't been invented yet.
0: (laughs) All right, can we do something I know. Uh pasta. Oh, I know that. I love All right. that. All right. Wonderful. so I
1: love this <laughs> fettuccine yes, yes and uh, I love bolognese.
0: Uh, y- yes and All right, give me a time period. The Roman Empire. It's always the Roman Empire with these people. Oh, God. It's always the Roman Empire. (laughs) Inspired by illustrations in children's books of medieval pageant wagons and players on a stage in a lively marketplace, Phyllis asked the father of two of her pupils to build what she called a Comedia wagon. The kids loved it, and after they performed it at once, they clamored to use it again. Encouraged by earth students' enthusiasm, Phil, Phyllis dreamed up a new setting for a repeat performance, a rec- recreation of Elizabeth, Elizabethan country fair, where people would gather to celebrate the harvest or the coming of spring. Wait, hold on ins- a minute. You're telling
1: yeah. me you went in, you went through all this trouble to build a wagon, and then you're like, but people got to come to me.
0: That's this is capitalism. Do- <laughs> so I... I Capitalism 101, you got to have a proof of concept. All right. right. (laughs) This is a very small proof of (laughs) concept.
1: It just feels like the whole point of the wagon is that you can go to the people, and instead you're like, no, come to me. me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a different thing. It's sort of um, a food
1: truck that is more of just a restaurant
0: because it never moves kind of situation. So they, they wanted to celebrate the coming spring buying and selling livestock and goods of all kind, exchanging news eat and drink, dance and carouse and delight in the performances of wandering players, which I love the phrase wandering players because it's just like alright, round them up, we gotta get these actors on this mm. stage they're just kind of wandering around <laughs> uh, she started enlisting volunteers to help bring this vision to life Doris was among them, eventually serving as the designer of costumes, props and scenery uh, Phillips, Phyllis's husband, Ron Patterson managed public relations, graphic design and the business side of the event all while maintaining his full-time job as an art director at an advertising agency. I'm very surprised that they don't mention that like he was under any suspicion from communism. No, nah, he's fine. Because he's like, he's, yeah, they're like, he's just an artist, whatever. He's working for an ad agency. He works for the most capitalist. He, he adver- <laughs> yeah, he advertises cigarettes by day, so he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He also created the fair's hand-lettered poster and other artwork, establishing the universe, the unique visual uh, style that became an essential and much-copied component of the celebration. So anyone who's ever been to literally any Renaissance Fair, you have uh, Ron Patterson to thank for all the, the fun fonts that they have. The ye olds hmm. To raise money for the fair, Phyllis suggested making it a fundraiser for KPFK a listener-supported radio station open, owned by the Pacifica Foundation.
1: <laughs> At the time— And now, for our next hour, welcome back to Loot Ballad Hour. We're going to— say l-
0: that. <laughs> <You> no! Say <laughs> that can't be real! Quote, KPFK was a historic exception to one-dimensional programming, wrote KPFK producer David Osman in an unpub- unpublished memoir, which <laughs> is <laughs> my,
1: <I laughs> my feel favorite like- thing. That's the that's the next level down from and like it's like NPR feels like fucking rock music compared to that like that's yeah. that's so
0: dry. I love that this like this man is just this is just an unpublished memoir is somebody's <laughs> journal that is a diary that is yeah,
1: not. They dug I, up his diary and he, this
0: was not meant for anybody's eyes but his own. And he's like a fucking rule, dude. We we're just like so smart <laughs> and so good at it. Uh, "Quote: We had books." Documentaries, drama, history, poetry, politics, all back-to-back with music programs spanning Bach cantatas, flamenco dances, and renaissance recorder music. KPFK was a station worth supporting in 1963 if you're a liberal-minded person with eclectic tastes. That description aptly summarized the target audience for the fair. KPFK agreed to join the event and started publicizing, publicizing it on air. Uh, Oliver Haskell, a social organizer who had been accruing of membership in the Communist Party, offered to host the fair on his five-acre ranch in North Hollywood, where he ran an ideological progressive day camp for children. Once again, mm. we're <laughs> growing the kale that we will eat later, children. <laughs> what Listen, are you talking about? To, this doesn't taste they, like bug spray. <laughs> if they on. weren't
1: ready to flag him in the McCarthyism, that I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what other flags he could have been throwing up.
0: Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a <laughs> very interesting uh, kind of guy for, to, to host this. Uh, Navy veteran Preston Hibbard, who most recently worked in, for aerospace manufacturer Roar, uh building carnivals for its employees in san diego had just moved his family to los angeles he'd sworn never to work for the military industrial complex again and he leaped at the chance to design and build the patterson's vision hmm. quote phyllis went on the air says Preston's son uh, reggie hibbard in an interview and and quote asked everybody to come out and help my dad and bring whatever they had the whole fair was built from scrap lumber and bent nails one day, Preston took uh, Redgy, Redgy, it's R-E-D-G-Y, Redgy, uh, to a warehouse filled with desks and other equipment owned by the local public school system. By a stroke of good luck, the schools were replacing their curtains, so they gave all the discarded crushed velvet fabric to the fair. Oh, wow. So that that is like a big windfall. That's win a big come up, come up, yeah, absolutely. Quote, there was no burlap in the first fair at all. According to Osman's memoir, the fair stage and booths were built out of scrap at uh, a cost of about $150, which I think is in 1963, I guess, were built out of the scrap at a cost of a, even $150, like 1963 money, is pretty cheap. Yeah. The entire illusion, based on as much as possible on the real thing, had gone up with a couple weeks of volunteer labor. Uh, besides the physical re- recreation of the Elizabethan setting, Kevin says, his parents wanted to emulate the social environment of the 16th century fair. To do this, they recruited actors, skilled in improvisational theater, <laughs> including Rachel uh, Rosenthal, a Laurel County uh, Canyon resident who had already on her way to becoming an internationally known performance artist. Phyllis then coached the performance in improvisation, English accents, as Elizabethan vernacular, and street cries. Could you imagine just wrangling a bunch of, like, hippies <laughs> in the 60s? Be like, no, you, you gotta say thou. You, you gotta say thou. <laughs> like, come on, guys.
1: Now, Johnny, I know you really want to be Western, but you just – you can't be saying, I challenge you to a duel all the time. It's just <laughs> – it's going to break the immersion. So, they,
0: they – got other people including like a shoe repairman that made sandals like they just were finding anyone that they could um the morning of saturday may 11th 1963 the first day of the fair dawned sunny and clear michael tigar a uh, recent quadru- college graduate and employee of the pacifica who would later make a name for himself in the field of criminal defense and social justice huh. by the way there's a there's going to be other famous names that come up in this story Charged down the street on horseback, formally opening up the fair by crying, Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! The fair's begun! The glove is up! Uh, the first fair Osmond called started in the same way it, uh, it would flamboyantly develop in years to come, with a grand procession. There were dancers and donkey carts. The comedia wagon, the inspiration for the whole thing really, made its entrance. And I'm gonna uh, send you a picture of like the first poster that they had and i'm gonna say it kicks ass oh yeah this is so timely look at this
1: it's got it's the like, yellow and red every like the, yeah. the the cartoonized people playing their their loots in a very it does feel it look, like a very of the time kind of kind of way yeah, to promote the it the
0: yellow the yellow font or like the yellow everything kind of looks aged into the 60s which is yeah. very interesting um so anyway the is had most of the, what you would expect from a, fan, a Renaissance fair, with miming, juggling, flame eating, and even magic in body balance. Mm. Rosenthal presided over the makeshift court as England's Elizabeth I. Her husband, King Moody, portrayed the Queen's favorite, Robert Devereux, the Earl of Essex. The couple's dog, Sir Guy, rounded out the court. Uh. Quote, we had to improvise the costumes, the props, the horses, which were hobby horses, Rosenthal later Wait, called. What's a hobby horse? Is it like a two-person horse suit? No, it's. I think it's literally just like a little horse, uh, like wooden horse that they used. Oh, it's a wooden horse. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, so they okay. were just like, that's the level that they're on. They're
1: literally doing the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Monty Python, like coconuts, like.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's the level that they're on. Uh, and we had to gallop in the mud. It wasn't the easiest task. We had to gallop in the mud through the night. Mm-hmm. So dramatic. Uh, so they wanted to make... Most of the people who came to the first fair had kind of like, be, quote, uh, bedspreads or curtains. <laughs> or homemade tabards. Loose-fitting sleeveless shirts or short sleeves coats. Paired with tights and a, fe- a hat with a feather in it. So, like, that's the the level that they were on. They were improvising everything.
1: They were doing, like, Uh, the sheet as a yoga, as a toga type of thing.
0: You mm, know, for a little while there. Exactly. Uh, At the Red Lion Inn, visitors would dine on chicken spiced meat. I'm saying this because it was, like, an old (laughs) Um, English type (laughs) spiced meat with a Y instead of an I. Salades and sweetes. The Boar's Head Inn, meanwhile, featured ice creams inside ice creamers yes it's ice ice cream with an es at the end ice creamers uh venetian bread meat and pork pies were also on the menu they also had uh leather goods handmade pottery jewelry tapestry most of the things that you would expect Uh, osman broadcast live from the fairgrounds interviewing participants patrons and visiting celebrities actor carl rayner did quote Monk on the Street interviews.
1: (laughs) Monk on the Street. That's very good. (laughs) I think that's my favorite. Very
0: good. Uh, In total, the event raised around $6,000 for KPFK. Um, In his memoir, Osman noted that Ron's poster featured the word pleasure in letters twice the size of Renaissance. He added, (laughs) quote, In fact, all of us connected with the early events called them pleasure fairs, not Renaissance ones. The imagery of revelry could not be denied. Uh, the Pattersons hadn't planned a reprise event, but as fairgoers made their way home on Sunday, May 12th, a commentator asked Phyllis what her plans were for the next year. Without missing a beat, she replied that they're going to host two weekends. And so they did. Uh, they did it. Wow. So I, I am going to kind of like uh, a lot of the, I'm going to like a little bit skip over some parts because they, they do uh, have another uh, they keep getting bigger and bigger each year. Like mm. the third year, they say it's like five times bigger, like it's mm-hmm. exponentially growing. Mm-hmm. Um the second fair took place at a larger site and earned twice as much uh as the first. So and they kept on moving up. Like they they moved to uh, a Paramount Ranch uh for the second one. Um and then they ended up like going north, uh, which ended up being a a bad <laughs> thing for mm. them because they ended up uh, stepping on the feet of some fuddy-duddies. Uh-oh. So, but the the first few ones were fun because like they they contracted, uh, they had redgie who was the son, uh, who was literally a kid at the time. They're like, oh great, right, he's in charge of making the kids play place. Like, so he was order rug contractors okay. <laughs> to be like, all right, make a vote for me. Um, I love that. So it's like fun stuff like that. And Made by the,
1: kids for kids.
0: Yeah uh the third fair uh the third fair was probably 10 times more marvelous and authentic as the first two the fair was exploding and i believed everyone felt it was special then they were really onto something that country this was a thing uh and it netted twenty five thousand dollars for kpf wow okay yeah which is a lot in that time Getting bigger so in 1967 ron and Phyllis found a larger site in ventura county a significantly less liberal leaning area north of los angeles Quote, a group of conservatively oriented people abhorred by the idea of pleasure fare and united to bar it from their vicinity, wrote Paul V. D- Dallas, KPFK's then general manager, in a self published 1967 account of his time at the radio station. Which, once again, if it's self published, then I think that's like a diary plus. Like, mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that's, you, you took your diary and you just put it out for everyone. Uh, quote they conjured up visions of sin and debauchery and managed to convince the city's planning commission that the dangers inherent in pleasure demanded that the fair be banned the
1: <laughs> they're pad- over there in their field enjoying themselves with pleasure how, how, how dare, dare
0: they that is literally its entire thing they're like we don't understand this and we think it might be drugs so we're gonna <laughs> hate you Uh, The Pattersons and KPFK rallied to save the fair, rejecting accusations that the event was a hotbed of drug use and lewd behavior. Phyllis successfully presented her case that the fair was educational. Quote, Her approach was very simple. Her said Kevin told the Los Angeles Times in 2014. She went into meeting dressed like a teacher with her hair up and drop earrings, and she treated them like her students until they understood what she was teaching them. She just wore them down and probably sent them home with a Shakespeare assignment. Which I fucking love. <laughs> I love this one absolutely so much. literally schooled them, and and so of course everybody was. Uh, they even put out a, a local publication. Ran the headline quote: "Sheriff ready. Proponents of free love, free dope, and free education join forces to deceive the unweary. Which is I <laughs> whoa!
1: Love. What a what an indictment of this this
0: just like a festival. That's crazy. I love whenever conservatives one self-report by saying yep. something like these assholes want free education Ugh. like <laughs> yeah and and also don't threaten me with a good time like that's free, <laughs> that's, free booze i'm sorry free, free love free dope in free education that's absolutely <laughs> what i want uh, I'm,
1: I'm just buttered up and ready to learn i'm just that's what i'm here for
0: I <laughs> just buttered up. I've I've lubed myself up. This is part of my costume. This is part I'd, of
1: it. This is part of the whole thing.
0: The weekend before the fair slated to open, a group group of police officers showed up at the festival site in riot gear. So this is how like hard they're taking this. Their leader started walking towards Preston, the only fair official present that day. Preston was dressed as Robin Hood, complete with tights, shoes, and curled toes, and a hat with a big feather.
1: <laughs> what an image. Yeah, I know. This okay. is like, so
0: evocative. Uh, quote they got about 10 feet from each other Reggie uh, recalls and the chief of police looks at my father and says Preston what are you doing here and they ran across and wrapped tra- arms around each other they were old war buddies they knew each other and hadn't seen each other in years the whole atmosphere just changed so no like way. even the, the, the conservatives were probably like Would it, what god damn it he knows Dad the police <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not what we want uh So I'm going to kind of summarize some things because there's a big rift that is formed between the KPFK and the people who fill us in them who actually set it up because they're like, Mm -hmm. who owns this really? Um, And it keeps spreading out into bigger and bigger things Um, like and it starts uh, going like further and further into other states. Um, But let's just get into some of the fun people who are a part of this Uh, a the. The opening crowd of the 1988 thing included John Densmore and Robbie Robbie Krieger of the band The Doors. A young, inspiring actor named Harrison Ford accompanied the pair, honing his skills as a secret hand cameraman working on a road tour film about the band. Interestingly, Mark Hamill, Ford's future Star Wars co-star, got his start at the fair, where he performed in six skits a day. What? Yep. (laughs) Okay. So even uh, members of the band Bur- the Birds wrote a song titled Renaissance Fair, detailing the cinnamon spices, music everywhere in kaleidoscopic color. Uh, Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, and Nancy Sinatra informed TV host David Frost and his national audience that they'd come from the fair—a quote master plan for the alternative lifestyle. So, like, th- this is actually becoming this like a genuine off. thing. Yeah. Yeah yeah the, a lot of it is them trying to make it very authentic like i i really like the the patterson's like they say uh, uh the patterson's vision of authentic historical recreation um i really enjoy that like i think that's a yeah. really neat kind of like way to go with it um they also expanded into the great dickens christmas fair so, which so they they're even like go and that was in 1960 or 76 um but sadly phyllis and ron divorced in 1980 um and so it it kind of like petered out for or not so much peter out from there but it it took on a life of its own mm-hmm. like at that point they weren't i'm not gonna say not to necessary helmet. they
1: didn't need to helmet quite as much yeah, like they, they it, could it, take it, it had its own seat. momentum yeah i you know i really appreciate that they started this as like you know they were trying to make money for for their radio station but it wasn't in like a cynical like corporate way it was very much just like something that they loved yeah. And like it was great that the money was coming, but it wasn't like ultimately about let's just juiceless for all the dollars we can make out of it because that's the end goal to like, you know, prop up some some corporate, you know, mm. financial strategy or whatever. Like that's not what it was about. It's really cool.
0: They do kind of bemoan that in this article is that money like business guys are kind of creeping in and kind yep. of trying to make it into that. Um, yep. But I'm gonna end it with uh, a great the way that they end this article, which I think is a good way. Writing in 2007, Chicago Sun Times columnist Neil Steinberg perhaps summarized Renaissance fairs' appeal the best quote: "If theme parks with their p- pasteboard main streets reek of a bland, safe, homogenized white bread America, the Renaissance fair is the other end of the social spectrum—a whiff of the occult, a flash of danger, and a hint of the erotic." Here, they let you throw axes. Here are more beer and bosoms than you'll find in all of Disney World. Which I think <laughs> is a very interesting perspective, because I've never thought about Renaissance fairs as, like, edgy. I always thought of them as, like, nerds, <laughs> in, like, in, in bosoms and axe throwing. But, like, sure. still, it's it's an interesting view of it. Just it just feels but, like
1: there's something more authentic to it than something that's so composed like a theme park.
0: Yeah, it's up? street jacketed in like it's people right. acting who were out of doing it out of passion, but I thought it was uh, it's a little thematic more like to, to Halloween and dressing up. Yeah. 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 Thematic. But hopefully look at those thematic things. Is your next segment going to be thematic? No. To Halloween. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay.
1: This next segment is our little drama. It's our little drama corner. It's a Ooh. little drama corner. This is a, this is a, uh, redditor update story that i thought really took Ooh. me for a ride so i'm gonna i'm gonna bring you along This what okay. really did it for me this is an, a, a best of redditor updates post entitled tomorrow i'm going to ruin his life <laughs> that's the <laughs> that title is,
0: of the original post holy shit that is the clickbait yes that's like it is a, ultimate the, clickbait the ultimate clickbait wow okay yeah, yeah. i'm ready to, you hooked ready to all fear. right yeah i'm hooked all right I shit in his bed. My name is Amber Heard and I shit in his
1: bed. That's your prediction for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it over to court later. <laughs> All right. So it starts. I have been with him for three years now. We planned right. on getting married when our lives settled down. I wanted to start a family with him. I loved him more than anyone else in the world. I've sacrificed so much for him, moved away from my home, turned down jobs so that I could stay with him and stood by his side as he started to go back to school. I gave him my world, and then he cheats on me.
0: Ooh, I was going to say it, but there's always, but. But. But.
1: I found out over a month ago. The scumbag got cocky, and I found out he was cheating on me with two different women. One Ooh. was a TA in his at his university. The other was his best friend's
0: girlfriend. This dude. That's, whoa. This okay, dude, is, gonna, his
1: life is about to implode.
0: I, I'm going to make the assumption. Did they? Okay, so they're old enough to want to get married. Is he in grad school?
1: Presumably. Did- probably. Okay. He said go that's, back to school, so probably grad school.
0: That's still young to be like, alright, I'm gonna fuck my friend's girl. Like That's, <laughs> that's like t- teenage No, shit. you gotta have
1: some sense. Absolutely you gotta have some sense. Uh, it's I am livid. I write this post choking back venom. I loved him so much. He was my world, but now he will be the world. But now he will be the world I burn to nothing but ash. That doesn't quite hmm. make sense. Anyways, yeah. uh, I pay for everything since he quit his job last year to go to school. I was more than happy to help him. I make enough mu- to support us both. The only upside is the student loans are in his name with no connection to me. It will hurt to push the scumbag out to sea, but I will survive. This is very wow. dramatically rivet- written, and I know it that is. they know this. They know oh, they're, that they're, oh, this, this they're person, orchestrating I'm this.
0: There is a certain level of... Um, there, I wouldn't say reveling in it, but they are they are taking the moment to be like, ah, oh, yes, it's time for my dramatic, like, my, not villain arc, but my redemption arc. Well, they said, they said they've romantic. been sitting
1: on this information for a month. So you know that they've been thinking about writing this
0: post. Yeah, this is, whenever uh, one of these posts, because I have been reading, like, Redditor updates, like, kind of like these, or like Reddit stories, Sure. Uh, whenever they're more ri- well written I always tend to believe they're, they're probably fake because like the ones that are just t- t- have terrible writing and like, pronounce it, <laughs> like I'm like I think that's more real you can't <laughs> yeah. even spell like casual or whatever but this, <laughs> but this does feel a little bit more authentic just yeah. for
1: like the, the vitriol, the vitriol. Uh, I have held out for a month enough time to create what I call the day his world burns Tomorrow <laughs> we are hosting a party. I arranged for his family to come, but my family will sadly not be able to make it. I Holy have packed shit. everything valuable already and the suitcase is in the back of my car. My brother will come during the event tomorrow to take the car that is in my name and the dirtbag drives to my parents' house. The joint oh account, God. which is uh, all the money, all my money anyways, is already empty. Ooh-wee. ooh The bank account's already
0: empty. That's juicy. This is... So- in military terms there's ambushes and then there's also the concept of a kill box this lady just set up a fucking kill box from every direction (laughs) every angle that's insane
1: the event will be great and he thinks it's for us to announce our engagement with his family what will happen in reality is i will announce my departure from his life i have already taken a job out of state and have lined up a new place to live i will start by telling everyone what he is into The screenshots of him asking his girlfriend, his friend's girlfriend, to piss on him, and the many other fantasies uh, the degenerate mind came up with (laughs) will be passed around.
0: (laughs) Jesus, okay. So there's like spit my grave levels of vengeance, and then there's also this level. There's like this level. This is is like a hair below spit on my grave levels of also about to murder you.
1: The guts to stand in front of his whole family and just like pronounce this is. I wouldn't be able to do that. Are you kidding me?
0: That's there's mm, this is. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I understand this from from their perspective. Like, uh, good on them, kind of. But yep. also reveling in it. Like, <laughs> reveling you in can't, it. You can't not say that they're not like because, like, I think a m- normal person would leave, but they would make it quiet. This yes. person's like. hey everybody i'm fucking leaving like (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) going out with an absolute like bang uh i will hand him the notice to vacate as i have already broken our lease we will need to be out by the end of the month i will then end off by informing him i have already reported he was sleeping with the ta for one of his classes the previous semester to the university and that i am sad i won't be see the fallout from that his friend friend also has a message for him that I will deliver, informing him that his friend group never wants to see him again as well.
0: Jesus Christ! Hey, I don't think this lady has ever heard of "live and let live." No. But if she did, she would say <laughs> "fuck that." Though, <laughs> like, this is she's like going out of her way to nuke. This she everything. said. This
1: she made it her whole life's mission.
0: Brutal. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> and with that, with I will leave. Like
1: I will not look back. I will set his life on fire and walk away. That is the original post. There is an oh update. My God. I would like there to hear the There is an I, update. I need the update. I'm going to say I need it. It starts with this line. They say that hubris is the downfall of man. Are you fucking... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay you need to chill out there guy, like you need to <laughs> charles dickens over here just being like tale of two assholes <laughs> this, is, this kind oh of is God. a tale of two assholes if i'm being honest <laughs> it is <laughs>
1: everyone's shitty
0: here yeah especially we'll, get to the that. Guy. The guy. we'll get to that at the end in judgment but i want to hear the details
1: yesterday i planned to ruin his life in front of his entire family I worked for a month to create the scenario that would cut Holy him the deepest. Shit. I had patiently waited for the chance to storm out of his world in a blaze of glory. And then I hit the front page of Reddit. I realized I had fucked up when he was not answering my text and had not shown up hours after he
0: told me he would be home. Ooh, oh. Dude Th- is a Redditor. This is... I always see people be like throwaway account because somebody knows my my true account. But then yeah. they always feel like oh, I am from Utah and yeah, I, they just, say like, exactly. I go to this university and like, they always right, add some. My so mother's name is
1: Martha. And- yeah, it's
0: yeah. like, it's like it's super identical. It's like, okay, you shouldn't even bother with the throwaway because <laughs> right. it's so identifiable. Uh,
1: I had hoped it was a happy accident, literally a car killing him
0: before <laughs> <laughs> I had the chance <laughs> holy to. Sh- holy Jesus shit. Christ. He, he didn't like murder your family he cheated on you which is bad but it's not like this level of like I hope you fucking died
1: oh but no I don't know how many men in the world are currently cheating on their soon to be fiance with their best friend's girlfriend and a TA however the one who mattered in my plan found my reddit post I called his mother and found out that he had run home to his parents he told them we had a fight and that we were probably through and I was and still am livid at myself I understandable if you spent all this time planning and then you you gloated this is like the ultimate gloat before you get to the finish line raising your hands and then it gets swiped away from you
0: this is the Incredibles you sly dog you caught me monologuing. (laughs) but actually they actually got caught monologuing
1: they did His mother asked what had happened as he left uh, out a few details. So I decided to tell her that he was cheating on me with a TA and his friend's girlfriend. I soon heard shouting before she hung up. I texted my ex that he had until morning to return my fucking car before I reported it stolen and sent the screenshots of all his texts to his parents and siblings. My car was sitting in the driveway when I woke up. I contemplated sending the screenshots anyway, but his mother sent me a heartfelt text yesterday apologizing for her son's actions, and I feel they deserve to be spared from his degenerative, his degenerate actions. I and my father will be moving out all my stuff today, and I won't be coming back after that. I know you'll be reading this, I know you'll be reading this, you cheating fuck. You're a cowardly piece of shit. Just know I am not above sending out all the screenshots if you ever dare to come back into my life. Oh, and your ex friends all know that you piss and uh, uh, about your piss and scat fetish. I oh can't God. control what they do with that information, <laughs> so good luck with that.
0: Holy. End shit. of boast. <sighs> what a journey, Will. What a fucking journey. Because, oh, man. Because it's one of those things where I'm like, he's definitely an asshole. Let's just get that out like 100%. Uh, undeniable. It, undeniable she i think does verge into super villain territory like i'm gonna be
1: honest like he's an asshole but would i want to like be friends with the girl like no that's no way too intense
0: like way too much (laughs) there's a level of psychopathy at play here that it's like because i like i said before i think normal people would just be like give me my car i found all your shit we're done this person was like stomping on their hat like yosemite sam because they couldn't tell their parents like and then i think i think it was like very internet e-logic or like movie logic that they were applying to it because like i think that i think was broken by the mother being like i'm so sorry about my son and then she was like oh Right, they're real people. Like and not right, just pawns she snapped my back game. into reality, like, oh, this isn't a TV show. Like it's yeah.
1: actually real people in real lives. And like there are people who surround this the guy who's an asshole who are not themselves assholes. Like the whole family doesn't deserve to be put through this just because he's like one degenerative person.
0: There's there's something to be said about like turning the other cheek, doing the, the good Christian way. Of being a, a, you know, not taking revenge. Where I somebody... Think, was, they just said, fuck that. I've got to show them their fetish like to their family. Yeesh. Which is like... like That is... Beyond going, the pale. Beyond the yeah. pale going. And to the point that I think, I'm like, you're kind of an asshole too. Like, I'm not going to...
1: I think how this ended up playing out was like as best as it could have. Like, the mom yeah. was on the phone and asked what had happened. And she truthfully told what had happened. And so the mom knows... But she doesn't need to be. The mom doesn't need to know about like the whole fetish cat thing. Fetish, like, yeah, I don't. Doesn't they need, to don't do that. need to know that. But like that. knowing that she was che- getting cheated on by both, like that the, her son was was cheating twofold. I think is like two reasonable, religion, two reasonable to, that it's, like
0: bad to do like to to bang a TA, and especially your because I bet
1: girlfriend. Oh, especially th- because I bet the mother knew or had an inkling that like an engagement was coming. Like I'm sure the mother yeah. cared. You know. Yeah, and it's not like the, the mother wasn't feeling invested in this. I don't think like she probably was. They, so
0: yeah, they, they didn't really say in the post if like the family was. They didn't seem like they were mean or anything like that. They seemed no like,
1: from the reaction of the mom. It sounds like she's she's normal. a reasonable yeah. person from this. Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, I, I I think there there is an understandable amount of wanting vengeance and a little bit of like vitriol. I think planning out a month.
1: i think uh, creating your own reality tv show moment is a little too much
0: it's i'm gonna say it's extra this is a little really extra
1: extra. yeah also like i feel like if you do all that you've unloaded all of your cannons you leave
0: you, you do you don't, feel you, good after that? Like, do you I don't feel good? And also, good. like,
1: I, I don't think you get to cleanly walk away from that situation. Like, I'm sure there are repercussions if you just, like, nuke someone's whole life and then try to walk away. Like,
0: I don't think there would be. I don't... Because I'm trying to think of what nobody it's not like law enforcement's involved like they're not being like you don't
1: think that there's like defamation that could play into this like you just like ruined mm. my whole life by out i mean it was his own actions so like he yeah. has nothing to say about that like he he got himself into this situation there's nothing to do i just think that like the more shit you stir up the harder it's going to be to walk just cleanly out of that
0: there are some people in this world who do just want to stir shit and this is like queen of st- stirring shit yeah yeah uh, and just remind me how did she figure out this information? Was she on his phone? Like
1: or yeah, did she I, I, I just th- I find think so it? yeah. She had figured well, it out because of that. I, I, always, I don't know if whenever, she gave all the details about how she figured it out.
0: Whenever people do that, I always feel like that's like a beginning breach of trust, like on your side. It's like I, 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 I heard understand someone. if you're like, I see something and it's bad and I should break up with them. But I, I like heard like someone say that, that like admiration.
1: if you yeah. feel the need to go check your partner's phone, the relationship is already over. Like, yeah,
0: I I feel like that's kind of part of it. Where it's right. like, I feel like that's part of why I'm also a little bit judging her. Of like, how did you get screenshots of his messages okay, that she, he wants to be pissed on?
1: She doesn't. She doesn't um, specify. Though she does say she has all that information. So presumably there's some digital access, but she doesn't specify like that she went through a phone or anything. I don't want to accuse this person of anything that they didn't do. So no. like,
0: but it. it, it to be honest, I don't. Th- I don't think going through your partner's phone is going to be like the highest on your list of crimes. <laughs> like, <on laughs> not, not here. No, I think. I think it, in the court of, are you kind of an asshole? I think I'm gonna bang bang the gavel. Yeah, you're kind of a dick. Yeah, you're kind for of a dick. Yeah. I understand, but you're also an asshole. Yep. But that's a great what way. A d-
1: drama corner.
0: Yeah, the, what a great way to end our, our podcast with a little bit of tantalizing drama for us to to really think on in our lives. Makes you think. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, we're here. We're doing it. We're, we're back from our little hiatus. It's great. It feels great to be back, to be honest. Ba- we're back in the saddle. More we're back fit in the saddle. than ever. Oh, oh, let me get that horse. Get over here, you old, you old back, back in the
1: hobby horse saddle oh this is
0: old. <laughs> he's bucking me Oh, this is <laughs> hard alright buddy All right. <laughs> but if you have any segments that you want to propose to us send it to segmentcitypodcasts at jmall.com if you enjoyed the podcast leave us a review leave us a rating we'd love to see it and uh, hit up our twitter hit up our youtube and we'd like to give a very special thank you to somebody in particular
1: We'd like to thank Rachel Robison. She does our intro music, which is fabulous. And in addition, she has other music that you can find on streaming platforms everywhere. Mm -hmm. And some say that she commutes by Hobby Horse and parks it right out front. You can't miss it. Can't miss it. You'll see it. You'll know. You stay
0: right here, Hobby Horse. (laughs) You're all right. (laughs) You're all right. Whoa, girl. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, it's trying to buck me off. Uh, That That woman seems to be riding a wooden horse all the way through the streets <laughs> uh, i think she might have a mental illness but anyway you know who definitely has built mental illness i feel like at least one person who's posted on i was mm, probably just factually just just statistically speaking you know. yeah i'm gonna say that this post uh def- i think might be because they posted the receipt as the image. Mm, okay. <laughs> <I thought> <laughs> <like> <laughs> Gotta post bold, something. <laughs> bold move, kind of. Um, but for people who don't know, this is a website where people uh, say where they've been food poisoned. And it's always fun. This is from uh, Dairy Queen, North Alamo Street, Refugio, Texas. I was traveling by bus. Uh, and this is Dairy Queen, if I didn't say that. Uh, I was traveling by bus. I picked up a burger to go. By the time I arrived in Houston, I was in terrible abdominal pain, with chills. I barely made it home before vomiting and diarrhea started. Favor of 102 happened this Saturday, October 7th, around 2.10 p.m. Just around. <laughs> and then they posted that they got a Junior Burger combo, which was exactly $7, um, and that they paid with the 20 this sounds like every person I've ever sat next to on a bus. This tracks. Yeah. It's somebody sweaty. And just <laughs> sweaty and like,
1: like needs to get off the bus.
0: Yeah. Oh, I went, I was got a burger at the Dairy Queen. And you're like, that's the first problem that you, <laughs> that's the first mistake. I, you're,
1: no, you say, I know because you've been eating it loudly next to me for the past 15 minutes.
0: And, the, and you rejected the, fro- the, 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 is it Frosty? No, that's Wendy's. The, that's Wendy's. Uh, Blizzard. Mm, that's right go go to a dq and not getting a blizzard oh, <laughs> i know oh, because you held your,
1: your blizzard upside down the whole time until it melted and <laughs> you said, that's not supposed to happen
0: yeah come on this, they made it wrong i had this upside down this. for 10 hours and it finally all turn out.
1: <laughs> they said it was concrete
0: i love all the details in this one though but hopefully um hopefully this guy's okay stay safe out there yeah that's a good way to end this Everybody, stay safe, especially in this spooky season where there's werewolves and leprechauns and uh, probably Freddy, Freddy Voorhees. No, Freddy Voorhees. <laughs> <Jason> Voorhees. <laughs> Freddy Voorhees. All and, right. They have to combine Freddy versus Jason. How about Freddy and Jason? They've combined. Together. They've partners a lot. <laughs> that would be actually a great show. That'd be good a to sitcom Freddie together Jason, where they're a gay couple. At law. That, would, that would be awesome. <laughs> our adopt, we we're trying to adopt right now. And you know what? They're not accepting our application. Why not? Look at these hands. <laughs> <laughs> they say you have a pepperoni face and it's nasties, and they don't want children looking at it. And I said, just because my occupation is dream killer, does not mean that <laughs> you can deny me. Anyway, stay safe and love each other.
1: True.